Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, as always. And I'll tell you something. It's funny having done this podcast. And when I first started, I thought there's no way I'm going to have enough material to do a podcast every single day on what is happening in housing and how the overall economy is impacting housing. And it's funny that as I go through, I have to pick and choose which stories that we're going to talk about because there's a ton to get to every day. But my goal is to always pick the top two stories that we need to be discussing. And so that is my goal. So sometimes if I miss something, always let me know. But a lot of times I probably knew about it and it just did not make the cut. So I'm just throwing that out there. So today we're going to talk about two big reports yesterday impacting, well, really both parts of the housing market, housing sales, and of course, mortgage demand. And we're going to start with housing sales. We got some data from the National Association of Realtors looking at existing home sales in March, and they were expected to fall 2.7%, and they fell 2.7%. Exactly. Economists hit the nail on the head. Existing home sales fell 2.7% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.77 million. Now, looking at the year-over-year data, sales were down 4.5%. And as I mentioned, economists hit the nail on the head. They knew exactly where sales were going to be for the month of March. And speaking of sales, regionally, the South continues to dominate. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not even a competition at this point. Even with sales falling 3%, Month over month in March, the South still was by far the leader when looking at existing home sales at an annual rate of 2.62 million. The next closest, if you can even say that, was the Midwest. They fell 4.5% to 1.27 million. That's half. (laughs) That is less than half of where the South is. And they were number two. So you got to imagine where the other regions are. The West fell 4.7% month over month. They're at an annual rate of 1.21 million. So just barely behind the Midwest and the Northeast fell 2.9% at 670,000. Yes, they are one fourth of what is happening in the South. It's just, it's, it's crazy what's happening here in the South. I can vouch for that. As someone that works in the housing sector here in the South, I can vouch for that. Now, despite talks of a slowdown, obviously not in the South, it still is a seller's market by far as the median existing home price hit a new record at $375,300. That is 15% above where we were in March of 2021. And regionally, yes, the West is still the top dog. However, not surprisingly, year-over-year gains, who do you think? The South. So the West still has the top median home price at $519,900. That's just, that's the median existing home price in the West. That's up 5.4%. Year-over-year, the Northeast is still number two, up 6.8%, 390,200. And as I mentioned, the South had the biggest Year-over-year jump, 
and $39,000. That is a 21.2% jump year over year. Well, yeah, I mean, when you're seeing record low inventory levels and still managing to sell homes at a 2.6 million rate, annual rate, I should say, yeah, you're going to see some home price appreciation. In the Midwest, well, they're still not 300000 yet, but they did see a 10% year-over-year gain, 10.4% to be exact. The median existing home price in the Midwest is 271000 And speaking of inventory, the all-important inventory reading, the good news was up 11.8% from February but still under a million units, 950,000. That is down 9.5% from one year ago. And the unsold inventory sits at a two month supply, which is less, or excuse me, a little bit more than February, which was at 1.7 months and down from March, 2021 at 2.1 months. And not surprisingly, more proof at the seller's market. Properties remained on market for less days than February. 17 days to 18 days in February and 18 days in March of 2021. So clearly, we are seeing signs of a slowdown. We know that. We've talked about that. But still not seeing it in prices and still not seeing it really in inventory levels. Growing, but still well well under what it should be. And despite the talk of first-time homeowners being priced out of the market in March, first-time home buyers 30% of sales in March, which was up from February, which is kind of impressive because prices have been rising and we keep hearing about how it's going to price all these people out. And yes, people are getting priced out, but don't believe the hype. It's not as dark not as bleak, dire, whatever word you want to use, as the media would have you believe. It was actually up from 29% in February, but of course, down from 32% a year ago. And of course, mortgage rates, I say mortgage, mortgage, mortgage rates, as they rose in March, all cash sales rose as well. They were up to 28% of all transactions in March, up from not only the 25%, recorded in February, but up from the 23% that we saw a year ago. Lawrence Young, chief economist at the National Association of Realtors, noted in the release saying, quote, with rising mortgage rates, cash sales made up a larger fraction of transactions, climbing to the highest share since 2014. Surprise, it's not the highest of all time. When mortgage rates are now, we're looking at mortgage rates at the highest level since 2011, I believe. So the fact that we're only looking at all cash offers reaching a level we haven't seen since 2014. Not bad. Not bad. And yes, I don't want to see that. I'm in the mortgage business. So I'd rather not see people doing all cash sales. But those are going to rise. Cash is always king. And especially as borrowing costs go up, it makes even more sense if you have the cash to go that route. Now, of course, not everyone can do that, (laughs) but the people that can, it's going to make more sense as rates begin to rise. And that could explain why for the sixth week in a row, not surprising to anyone, mortgage demand fell for the week. This, of course, the week ending 
I think that's starting Monday. So like April 17th or 18th, I think 18th was Monday. So for the week ending April 18th, mortgage demand fell. And of course, rates went up. Total application demand was down 5% when compared to last week. And refis, another big drop, dropping 8% week over week, now down 68% when compared to the same time one year ago. And purchases, unfortunately, they've been kind of resilient, but they did see a 3% drop week over week and are now down 14% year over year. And as refis demand, I should say, drops, the amounts of refis are dropping overall with regards to the overall mortgage demand. They are now down to 35.7% of total applications down from 37% the previous week. And I think, what was the pandemic high? Like almost 80%. So now they're down, which is kind of interesting because as demand falls, and that number could get bigger week over week, and especially year over year, it's gonna have less of an impact on total applications as purchases become more and more of the market. And here's what's fascinating to me. So the average contract interest rate for a 30-year fixed was up seven basis points to 5.2%. It kind of amazes me that refis haven't dropped to 0% of total applications. How have they not dropped? 5.2%. And I'm, I'm sure some people are doing refis for whatever reason. Cash outs, of course, make sense. But I'm amazed that number isn't bigger of a drop. Because get this, mortgage rates are now up 200 basis points from the same time a year ago. 200 basis points. I mean, that's just like, wow. That is, wow, a comparison. Uh, The 15-year fix, the average contract rate was up 10 basis points to 4.44%. That is now up 177 basis points. And we've never talked about it here on the podcast. This is the first time we're going to mention it, but it won't be the last. A 5-1 arm was up three basis points to 4.09%. And as a share of applications, arms were up to 8.5%. That was the highest level since 2019. So arms are starting to be attractive to some people as they look at mortgage rates now well over 5%, looking at a 5-1 arm, 4.09, hey, why not take your chances? I can see why people are doing it. Joel Kahn, the Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting at the Mortgage Bankers Association, said higher rates is probably pushing buyers off the fence. So people who are like, maybe I should buy, maybe I shouldn't, they're like, nope. Not going to do it. Saying, quote, the 30-year rate has increased 70 basis points in the past month and is two full percentage points higher than a year ago. In a housing market facing affordability challenges and low inventory, higher rates are causing a pullback or a delay in home purchase demand as well. Home purchase activity has been volatile in recent weeks and has yet to see the typical pickup for this time of year. And I mean, really, wow, it's the only term that you can use. I mean, you got rates up 70 basis points in a month, 200 bips in just a year. I'm still kind of impressed with the inelasticity. Am I saying that right? 
inelasticity of purchase demand because demand is down 14% year over year, but mortgage rates are up 62%. And there was some new data out yesterday. I think it's from, uh, might be, I think it's Redfin. I think I got it from Redfin. The average monthly, monthly payment is up 42%. So you got mortgage rates up 62%, average monthly payment up 42%. I'm gonna continue to harp on this. I'm surprised demand isn't down more. The fact that we're seeing any refis is kind of impressive. And the fact that purchase demand is only down 14%, people still want homes, all right? They're still buying. And it's still, amazingly, a seller's market for now. That's what the data is showing you. When that turns, I will let you know, okay? I won't, I won't hide it and say, oh, no, no, it's still a seller's market. I will actually, I, you know, it's funny. I, I kind of want to be a buyer's market. I'm on the buyer side. So I want it to be a buyer's market going forward. So I will enthusiastically tell you when it becomes a buyer's market. All right, we got to go. Oh, actually, I forgot to check. Hold on. We got the typical stuff, initial jobless claims out at 7.30, mortgage rates data out at 10 a.m. I mentioned the Redfin data. We didn't get into that in much detail today. Maybe we'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast because it's kind of a light day with regards to data. Now, Powell's speaking. I don't know where he's speaking. Where he's, Where's he speaking at 10 a.m.? He's speaking at 10 a.m. and 12 p.m.? <laughs> I wonder if we'll be saying the same thing. So maybe we'll talk about that. But I do want to get into the Redfin data in a little bit more detail. But you guys, enjoy your Thursday. We'll be back here Friday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.